0: Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick and I am joined by the one and only Aram in Toronto. What up, Aram?
1: Hello. Wow. Thank you for that. Um, I'm doing good. I uh, am always excited to be here. And it's always uh, twice a twice a year thing when we can talk post Raptors Warriors games. So uh, the, <laughs> local, the local team versus the team in my heart.
0: Yep. The the local team that beat the Warriors, JV team, 119 <laughs> to 100. It was interesting watching this game because it's like easy to get frustrated with like, oh, man, we're getting whooped. But like, there's no point in looking at the score or really the overall results of this game.
1: They they punted. Totally. And <laughs> it's also easy to get mad at Chioza. <laughs> I, I made a prediction, which which you mentioned in in yesterday's episode. That I really thought, like we knew we knew that they were going to rest half the team. Uh, they confirmed it soon after the Boston game, and uh, and so I was like texting you. I was like, "Who who do you think is going to be the high scorer?" I was like, "Kerr loves Chiosa. He loves him some Chiosa," and. She has that irrational confidence, which, you know, if you're 5'9 or whatever he is, you you have to have that to even sniff the league. So I'm like, he's putting up, he's going to put up 30 shots. He, you know, his three-point shot looks okay sometimes. And uh, so I was like... Chioza all the way is going to be the number one scorer. And he ended up being the second to last uh, high scorer. So uh, (laughs) seven assists, setting up the offense. So good for him. Uh, But uh, I'm very disappointed in Chioza's effort tonight. Yeah, (laughs) that was a joke, by the way. But uh, yeah, i would be sarcastic. (laughs) <laughs> if you couldn't catch that
0: chris chioza every time he gets major minutes it just makes me miss nico Mannion more and more every day so i picked jonathan kaminga to be the high scorer because i mean that's the obvious choice right and that's what we all yeah. wanted to see so i give you props for going with like a very thoughtful strategic some might say you you outsmarted yourself. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It
1: was definitely way too much thinking there. But I want to know what you thought of Kaminga. I mean, that that, you know, this this was one of those games where I didn't mind them resting them for obvious reasons of like, hey, we need to preserve these guys. We're 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 looking for a deep playoff run. Um let's not have them go into COVID hot Ontario right now. Let's not have them even bothered across the border. Just send them home. And then the upshot of that is that we get a classic Warriors game where, uh, you know, a development game where we'll get classic fits on the call and, you know, prospects that were, were you know, there's going to be some unknown, unknown quality. So I, I want to know what you thought of uh, Kaminga tonight.
0: Well, you know, he was the main draw, right? When you're sitting the stars, you know, the veterans, the all-stars, the future Hall of Famers, then we get what we've been wanting for a long time which is Major Kaminga Minutes, and he didn't disappoint. I mean, that guy shows – I mean, he showed pretty much the whole package of his abilities, right? We've seen him be able to guard one through five on switches. He's 19. He just turned 19 in October, so he's super young. Hey, if he grows like another inch or two, that's just like – that would be amazing. I mean, he's he's fine as he is at 6'8", but imagine if he was like Mm -hmm. 6'9", 6'10". Yikes. But the dude is – what we haven't had for much of the dynasty outside of Kevin Durant, right? Is the guy who can just get to the rim. He can get his shot and he gets fouled. And then he hit what? Four of six from three. (laughs) Very unexpected there. But everybody has been saying, you know, since we, since way back in the scouting process, like he's not a good shooter, but his shot has never looked bad. It's never looked broken. There's a slight hitch a very slight hitch and a hesitation when yeah. he shoots a three. But for the most part, it's relatively it's relatively smooth and solid. So as long as yeah. he takes the coaching... I mean, he did get a little wild towards the end of the game. You know, he's young and a little unbridled there and forced a couple turnovers and had a couple of bad possessions. But overall, this game, it shows you, like, all these other dudes on the Warriors are just role players at best, right? Kaminga wow. was the only guy who popped off the screen for the Warriors. And that's that's fine. That's how it should be, right? These are not our starters, right? Like, so it's okay if JTA and Damian Lee and Gary Payton II aren't leading the team with 20, 25 points. You know, I had hoped to see 20 at least from Kaminga and what he got 26. Could have gotten a yeah, few more if yeah. he hit some free throws. And, you know, like, it's it's fun to watch, and I've been looking forward to the battles between him and Scotty Barnes, and it feels like Kaminga kind of takes those a little bit personally. Uh, yeah. It seemed like that in the summer league, and, you know, the guy was drafted a couple spots ahead of him. I have a feeling like Kaminga is super cocky and is super competitive because he's always – his motor is always going, and he's yeah. nonstop. So, you know, I I love that, and it's also cool because – it's always seemed like the Raptors have had those kinds of guys in recent years. Long, young, athletic, and the Warriors don't have anyone like that <laughs> except Kaminga. And I was like, Oh, okay, take that, Chris Boucher. Like he's gonna yeah. jump over you and dunk on you. He's gonna drive past you and he's gonna put like a, a little floater hook shot over Scotty Barnes. And so hey,
1: nice. You saw a lot of his package and it was finally nice to um it was nice to see it. And also, he did it, for the most part, within the flow of things. He did have, yeah. you know, six turnovers or whatever, but he did it in the flow of the offense. It was highly efficient. He didn't end up having a lot of assists or, or much of a floor game. But, you know, I think that tends to happen also in the Warrior system. Is it, it kind of flattens um, certain things, uh, unless you're Draymond. Or Steph, right? Certainly, I think his rebounding is something that needs a lot of work. I mean, I'll get back to those things that I think he needs to work on. But I mean, it it was just nice to see, you know, he had a nice little blow by uh, Precious for a dunk, like the baby hook that you talked about. Like those, these were nice, nice moments for us to see. And, you know, it makes you think about like, oh, you know, this is the type of run that all of these rookies in the lottery uh, are getting and, and he's not. And so it's kind of like, ah, oh, it would be really nice to see him get these kind of minutes. And, you know, they have talked about how, oh, development can happen in other ways, in practice, and drills, by watching. And I hope that's true, because seeing these glimpses is really exciting. And seeing, like, you know, imagining what this dude could be in a year, you know, next season, the season after that. That's super exciting, uh, with some more growth, either you know, with his skills, his height, his strength, I mean, he already looks stronger, he already yeah. looks more chiseled at least, <laughs> you yeah. know he's kind of a marvel, and just like last year when they said, we've never had anybody like James Wiseman before, you know, I don't think we've ever had a guy like this before, or certainly hasn't it's been a long time since we've had somebody like kaminga, i mean I mean even. God, I mean, I can't even think of somebody who is this like physically talented and skilled too. Mm, I was about to say Anthony Randolph, but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. uh, maybe not. But uh, but also so raw too, right? So yeah. I mean, I'm I'm curious. You know, it's great to see this happening in a game like this that we don't really care about. I'm curious to see the long-term development. How can he, how can his game get better? Like the shot looked nice tonight, but other times it looks really bad and he shoots it from his face. It's a little weird. Can he expand that floor game? Can Mm -hmm. he get better at rebounding? Like he, like that will get him on the floor for sure. Um, And then I also want to see how he can, how he can plug in to this team for the rest of this year, because you've heard some of the players say like, Mm -hmm. Hey, Like Draymond mentioned, it like you know he's he's a guy that like none of us can do what he does, and so where can they make him efficient, and so he can be useful later on in the season. And then when is (laughs) when is Kerr the coaching staff? And yeah, I'm sure it's not just a Kerr thing, but when are they going to give him more of a chance, a little bit more run? I'm hoping to see it soon because he's electric when he's on the floor, and this is a team that uh, you know. I think I think they've had some a few injuries here and there you know Andre was out for a little while they they're trying to find the right combinations we have two major pieces coming in so all of this is going to be in flux um people's roles are going to be redefined with uh Clay and Wiseman coming back but it's a long season so let's still be patient with it too but man it's nice to see some of these uh these athletic things this, these moments that just like pop off and to see him do it in such a kind of organic way uh, with the rest of the team.
0: You know, I was actually trying to figure out a couple episodes ago who is the last guy the Warriors had in my lifetime, in my fandom, that was like this. And obviously, when you say like, like this guy, I mean, we haven't really, right? Like, obviously, KD is a totally different beast physically and just height-wise and skill-wise. And totally he was already
1: well-established. He was an um, MVP.
0: Exactly. The only other person I can think of, different position, was is Chris Webber, just in terms of mm. the pure talent and physicality. I mean, of course, Wiseman from last season. But you look at Kaminga, and there's certain things that you feel from him. Like, you know, sometimes with rookies, even in garbage time, I watch them on defense to see what happens. Like, will their guy score on them? And a lot of times, even if they play good D, like, ah, yeah, that guy just scored on him anyway. Kaminga, people don't score on him as easily, as often, you know? Mm -hmm, And it's like, he'll make things happen on defense. And so he has these strange intangibles, which I think are also pretty unique. I can't say that Wiseman has those. You know, just yeah. you know, basic comparing him from last year, because I haven't seen enough. I mean, we can get into that later. But Kaminga, the dude, drove with his left hand, you know? <laughs> he drove left, he drove with his right, he hit threes, he had some good passes, he had some bad ones, but he had he's thinking the right things and trying to execute the right things. So I'm sitting there wanting him to get the ball on every possession, but even when he did some good stuff, he did get wild, but like he would still try to make the right play in a lot of these situations. So it's exciting. And in terms of getting him into the rotation, it definitely feels like something that by February, March, you're going to start seeing him more. He just needs to get these mistakes out of the system because what we saw in this game was pretty much what we've seen throughout the season, but just a game, right? Like he did some amazing things, but then got a little too maybe overconfident, which is fine. You want him to try stuff and then would make mistakes. And that's when Kerr would pull him in general. But, you know, as much as we love JTA and Damian Lee, the writing's on the wall. Those spots are going to go, those minutes in the future. I'm not saying end of this season, but next season, quite possibly, those minutes are going to definitely Kaminga and possibly Moody, depending on how their guard wing situation looks like yeah. uh,
1: moving forward. And Lee is going to lose minutes to Clay, you know, for yes. sure. Yes, so, absolutely. Um, I mean, and and Kuming- so Kaminga kind of like that guy in the uh, in a superhero movie who just like has all this like like powers <laughs> he just, yeah. he doesn't know how he doesn't know how to control it and they have to like really hone that in while you were thinking about um somebody from the past who he might compare to i was thinking what about jason richardson you know a higher pick super raw uh needed i mean you know he was a little bit less of an unknown because uh he played at michigan state i think they they had you know ncaa runs so people were familiar with him but just like that uh, if you remember how raw Jay Rich was, and and how you know each year he kind of added something to his game, right? Like he started taking shots off of one foot instead of two all the time, and then eventually to the point where he could be a reliable three point shooter. So, right? I mean, and he had a, he ended up having a great career. Um, yeah. If Kaminga had could have something like a career like that, like. Uh, I mean, that's probably even lower than what most of us are thinking right now. But, but mm-hmm. Jay Rich had a damn good career. So um, yeah. that'll be amazing to have something like that.
0: Yeah. And similarly, I remember when the Warriors drafted Richardson, I was really excited because it was, I mean, throughout the 90s, after we got rid of Spreewell and Weber, there was such a dearth of athleticism.
1: And energy, and every time we got rid of those guys, it was a, it was a downgrade in athleticism too. Yes. It was yes. Like-
0: yeah. I mean, tonight I was expecting Bimbo Coles and Muggsy Bogues to check into the game. <laughs> you know, I was like, where's Terry Cummings, you know? Uh, but when they got Richardson, it was like, oh wow, now they finally have a basketball player, like a real athletic basketball player. I mean, <laughs> coincidentally, they had another one that year in Gilbert Arenas, but that's a whole nother story. And so obviously the Warriors do have a lot more talent. Than back then, but the Warriors brought in this switchable wing era, right? And mm-hmm. now they have a new one, this new shiny object. And I think that, you know, we, we've talked about this, right? Like out of all the people that I've had on the show, all the guests, you and I have talked about Kaminga the most because we went over the, the whole draft stuff, <laughs> um, Summer League. We talked about, you know, this season already. And, and we talked about how we think he's going to be the Warriors best player potentially in four years. Right. So I still think that tracks, you know what I mean? Especially because I feel like it is, tracks
1: even more, more than ever right now yeah. from what we've seen. I mean, you know, who knows what we'll see from Wiseman when he comes back, uh, you know, pool looks, you know, he's going to be a solid player. He's starting to guard and he's playing well. Uh, but man, I mean, Kaminga looks looks like he could be something else. And it's great because he... I, I, the one
0: question I had about some of his drives to the basket over the summer were I thought he kind of had a high dribble. And I wondered if his quickness would translate. And it does. It definitely does. And he's tightened things up. And I think he's going to be dangerous. It's like to see him go up against OG Ananobi, to go up against... Chris Boucher to go up against Scotty Barnes. Again, none of those guys are all-stars and Pascal Siakam wasn't playing, but those are guys that would, the types of players that would mess with the the Warriors over the past few years. And now we have somebody who's basically potentially better, which brings me to my question for you, is you and I were huge Scotty Barnes fans and you probably get to watch him a little bit more than I do. So I'm always, always... Interested in seeing how Barnes and Kaminga play? They didn't guard each other right off the bat, but definitely off of switches and and on transition. What is your take on Barnes and versus Kaminga
1: right now and for the future? Man, I mean Barnes, he he looks good. Like he he looks better than he's definitely farther along than Kaminga, and just even on his own, he's a lot farther than I think most people thought he would be definitely like, sure his his shooting isn't always uh like but but it looked pretty good tonight like the free throw stroke looked good like the size really plays i mean there's a lot to like there and i mean there's a reason why he's in the kind of like top 3 for rookie of the year and so many people expected them i think maybe even us expected them to get suggs who's out you know for a while now and can't um, really still shoot will, very well. <laughs> yeah, but and and you know, he'll probably still be a good player, but uh, I mean, I think I think they, they swung for the fences on Barnes and and so far it looks like a it looks like a home run because he looks good, man. As much as we like Kaminga, could you imagine what you're seeing from Barnes on on, yeah. on this team? Like he he would be playing more than Kaminga. He's just more polished, right? Yeah, and he
0: can definitely do more things to help a team win. And his shooting is nowhere as bad as everybody uh, thought during the pre-draft, draft, post-draft, whatever. During the summer, he shoots fine enough for
1: a twenty-year-old rookie yeah. or a nineteen-year-old rookie or whatever he is. This draft was good. This draft was good. Like thinking about the 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 kids that came out this year they're really showing out. It's it's really fun to see. It's really fun to see. I was thinking about this
0: recently and I'm like, wow, this, you know, every draft seems relatively decent. Unless, I mean, unless it's a trash draft, every draft seems pretty good for a couple of years, but it really remains to be seen for at least five plus years to see how people pan out. But I was looking at this draft and it seems as advertised Right, mm-hmm. we'll see if anyone goes into sophomore slumps, but I mean, everywhere from you know, Cade, Jalen Green, uh, Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Giddy, you know, yeah. <laughs> like Kaminga, <laughs> it's like Davion Mitchell, <laughs> Chris Duarte, and then Franz, you know? Franz oh. Wagner, oh. Uh, yeah. even Zaire Williams shows like he can play in the NBA. And yeah. my sleeper pick, Brandon Boston. Oh. <laughs>
1: I know. So, you know, hey, it's it's always the thing about draft is you're always just like, man, we should have gotten him. And Moody is going to have a long career. You know, he has some nice moments the last two nights. And what do you expect from another 19-year-old uh, right. starting in the NBA, you know, in his whatever fifth game or whatever? But, <laughs> but of course, you know, you, you go you go back and you see the draft order like who was picked after him? that would be better. And, uh, and it was just like, they should have gotten Brandon Boston. <laughs> do you, think? you know, cause yeah. you know, everybody was like, Oh, Kaminga was the, the wild card home run swing. And yep. Moody was the safe pick. Right. Yeah. And um, we were all Dorte. You know, like, well, we could have gotten two home runs, you know <laughs> you know I mean and it's just you know Boston has had some nice games, and you know all these dudes can score, so we'll we'll see in in the long run right who who right. turns out to be better for this team, who turns out to be a better fit, blah 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 yeah. but uh yeah yeah you you can't help but look at the people drafted afterwards and 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 just and just wonder and just dream man, it's crazy
0: that Kaminga and Barnes, they're both listed as at six seven two twenty five, so it's going to be interesting, right? Like I, I think Barnes, obviously, it's it's clear that he's super polished and he just knows how to play basketball. But for this season, I would take Scotty Barnes. But for the future, and again, this is obviously a a homer pick. Uh, I just like Kaminga because there's so many. It feels like there's so many more unknowns, and Ooh. his his highlights to me just like. I like that.
1: Put that in a time capsule. Put that take yeah, in, in a time capsule.
0: Let's come back to it. it it's a tough call. And like I said, it's a, it's a total homer pick. But here's the thing if the Warriors had Scotty Barnes, Scotty Barnes next to a healthy James Wiseman versus a Kaminga next to a Wiseman, Scotty Barnes helps them more, right? Just because mm-hmm. of the passing and the facilitating and all that stuff. So we'll see. We'll see. Kaminga was drafted seventh. So there were six dudes picked ahead of him where would you take kaminga amongst those top six
1: i would take him the homer pick here too i would take him over suggs i would take him over giddy and maybe over green um but cunningham mobley barnes i mean, they they look great yeah so i would feel okay about that with the homer colored glasses on of course but um, yeah. just because we've seen him more and and because he's on our team, we can we can be excited. It's like uh yeah, there's gonna be a little bit of a bump there. But I like what I've seen so far. I don't think it's just Homer's, because there's been some national people who have mentioned him in when they've talked about draft classes. I think Sam Vicini, who's a big draft guy, obviously for the athletic, uh, did mention that Camino looks good when when he's in. And uh and we've seen Him be the kind of like spark plug guy, so I I I like that he's he's doing as much as he can in the role that he's given at the time uh, of of each game. So you know he has a little bit of perspective of time and place, and and maybe that's that's something that is the the coaching staff is doing a good job of. It's like okay, hey, you know we just need you to do this tonight. You know these are some things that we need you to do, right? (laughs) and for god's sakes don't turn it over you know what i mean because that's 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 gonna be the that's gonna be what gets him off the floor so
0: well what i like about him is he doesn't foul much and i know that this year like there seems to be more contact allowed in general so that helps but for a rookie he doesn't get in too bad of foul trouble at all
1: yeah i mean i th- I think in general you you know you're not seeing the kind of rookie fouls you know it's like Oh, I'm gonna call a foul because you're a rookie. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, in general, I think the the officiating has been pretty good across the league. Um, the the tweaks that they've made has been has been good. But yeah, I mean, I, I love I love when they put him at the top of the key and he just picks up somebody. Um, yeah. It's it's so awesome to see and then see him switching on people. And he's only gonna get better at that too.
0: I'm on the same page with you. Like, you know, definitely over Giddy, over Suggs. I, mean, I feel like Suggs would be doing better if he was drafted by Toronto, but I just don't yeah. believe in Orlando's organization and set up. And he landed on a team with like four other guards who need the <laughs> yeah, ball. Yeah, Cole as Anthony has uh, taken all the oxygen there. So. Exactly. Yeah, but I, I do hope that he uh, he gets more playing time towards the second half. It only, it only makes sense. He just has to earn that trust a little bit more, right? Like stop yeah. making a few more of those mistakes. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TBPN. TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Question to me is, I mean, how do you think James Wiseman would have been different if he was brought along this way? The way Kaminga has been. And it's great because, like, you know, watching the Toronto game, Kaminga has some of those physical attributes as some of the Toronto guys. And we got that development coach from Toronto. So it's like, great. He's taking Mm -hmm. all the coaching, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. a huge reason why he needs that, you know, because he's a guy who has all these talents that needs to be reined in and also
1: see what it's like to be like a
0: winning basketball player. But yeah, Wiseman, what do you think?
1: I mean, it seems like. The development and the focus on it, the coaching changes has made a big difference, whether it's their defensive schemes, um, but also this development of young players. It just, you know, it seems maybe more than anything, it's like clearer communication of what is expected of you right now. You Mm -hmm. know, I think you saw Wiseman last year and it just didn't seem like it was that clear of what they expected him to do. Right. And, you know, I don't know that we can underestimate the effects of uh, the COVID protocols last year, you know, because they were much stricter than Agreed. they are this yeah. year. Right. Um, and, all, you know, got such a late start and blah, blah, blah and so forth. Um, but I think you're really I think you're really seeing it. And, you know, one thing that might be a little bit out of left field that gives me hope for Wiseman's development and this kind of coaching, you know, the shift in coaching uh, staff and philosophy is um, is to see Looney actually so mm-hmm. if you remember um, Slater from the athletic did that feature on uh, Dayan Milojevic is one of the the new coaches who who was kind of like you know James Wiseman is his project right he's like a big man coach but uh, one of the lines in that and you know it's kind of framed as a joke but uh, you know he insisted and emphasized that like hey I don't just work with with james i work with looney too and that he was like uh you know very enthusiastic about working with looney and i don't know if it's just me but it seems like looney is finishing way better than he has before i mean he still has this uh triple pump fake and pass out you know sometimes frustratingly so because you're just like imagining Wiseman just rising and dunking on people but um but at the same time, Looney's finishing looks pretty good sometimes. And he's like uh, his footwork to set himself up for a dunk off, a, off you know, like a, a pocket pass or that kind of thing. It looks way better than or, or he's like doing things I've never seen him do before. Um, and then he had, you know, a game winning shot against the Pacers, too. So all of that is to say uh, it comes back to Wiseman in that like, yes, Wiseman has not played. Uh, he's not even scrimmaging yet. We don't know when he's coming back, but um, you know, trust that there's been work done with him uh, to the point where you know if it is footwork drills, um, finishing drills, getting a little softer touch around the the basket, like not necessarily just having a dunk, right? Like other ways of finishing, being in the right place for certain types of sets. So that's something I'm 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 really excited about seeing in the second half, and I think the team needs it too. Because that's going to be something that really pushes them. Uh, I feel like, you know, it may have been the weight of the the Steph three-point record. I, I think that definitely was weighing on them. But uh, they just have seemed to be off and they haven't really played great games. They're still winning, but they haven't looked great. And I think, you know, the excitement of integrating these dudes back in and making it the best team and and pushing it forward. Like, you know, in a weird way, I'm hoping that, Reintegrating Clay and Wiseman will get them through this kind of like dog day stretch, which is usually right. the, the you know kind of January February stage, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then the push, right? Yeah. Oh. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like
0: the last couple of weeks. I mean, ever since that Clippers game where they were flat until Pool saved them in the third and Steph saved them in the fourth. And then they played Phoenix, and then they played Phoenix again, and then they played the Spurs and, and stuff. Like, they haven't looked as crisp mm-hmm. as uh, they had been. It, it's probably a combination of things, the record chasing, other teams getting up for them way more than they were before, our own raised expectations, and then sure. also just more scouting in general, knowing that, some of these bench guys, I mean, the great thing about the, I've talked about this before. The great thing about the early dynasty teams pre KD was that the bench was made up of dudes who were veterans who had started some were all stars a couple times. And now our bench is full of a lot of guys who are journeymen, just cracked the league. And that's why you're seeing like on the road, some of these guys just aren't hitting right. Mm-hmm. JTA did not look great. Against the Raptors. He was doing some of the fumbling kind of game, looks a little too fast for him type stuff that I used to criticize him for early last season. He does really great at home, but sometimes, like on the road, he just looks a half step behind everybody else. But like right now, there's a kind of this lull, right? Because it's like, okay, this team can be great. They're not really playing as well what's going to boost this level of excitement to like this next level again. Right. Mm-hmm. Just that. And hundred percent agree. Like clay getting back is going to be my blowing. I don't think I even fathom how huge that's going to feel, especially if he plays like 75% or better of who he was before. And then the whole Wiseman thing, I've always been a massive fan and just seeing Kaminga come along slowly I just wish Wiseman had this opportunity because they just threw him into some weird fire last year. And it's unfortunate because if Wiseman were rookie this year, I mean, he has some of the same levels of different player, different talents, but some of the same amount of talent that Kaminga has, right? If they were able to hone that and slow play it, how different he would look. I still think they can do that. And it's frustrating because the fact that he's not playing, that's when everybody's like mind just runs. It's like, oh, he's a bust. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. he's just going to be that guy who can't play with Steph. But he doesn't need to right off the bat, right? Like, He needs yeah. to get uh, 10 to 15 minutes where he has positive plus minuses, where he has a solid effect, where he gets a couple fouls called on the other team and stretches the offense vertically. I still think he can do that. And I still believe in a couple of years – He'll be one of their best players, but I feel like he'll contribute enough this season. I just want to make sure that uh, if it just like breaks right, even just a little bit, like it'll take some time. But if, even if there's just glimpses, I mean, can you imagine a, a, a lineup with young dudes, pool, yeah. <laughs> Kaminga next to Wiseman, figuring out some kind of chemistry there, sprinkling in whomever else, whether it's a a couple of vets, a couple of the starters or whatever, that would be amazing. Like there's a whole wrinkle to this lineup, to this squad that we haven't even let ourselves imagine. I think, you know, we haven't let ourselves like run wild with like what it could be like to see Wiseman healthy and playing well and, and developing. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to that a lot.
1: Yeah. I, I, I've been thinking about it and, you know, especially the holiday season and thinking that like Wiseman is that, uh, is that toy or electronics thing or something, you know, the thing you've been wanting to like use or play with if you were a kid, right? Like for so long in the anticipation of, and uh, you just have to wait, you just have to wait, you just have to yeah. wait. But clay coming back is kind of like, uh, it's kind of like, um seeing a friend or a loved one that you haven't seen in a few years and uh you know looking forward to seeing them come back too so different sentiments but both good things both good things that are coming coming our way really really soon so um it's going to be good it's going to be good we just have to be patient with it
0: yeah and all that stuff with Wiseman comparing him to Anthony Edwards or LaMelo Ball that's never going to go away but pragmatically speaking we just have to look at how he fits And how he helps this team get to the finals, hopefully win a title. And then basically just move up the ladder a little bit more next year too,
1: you know? Yeah. I mean, you saw with last year uh, with Phoenix having so much success and Aiton being part of that. Nobody cared anymore that Doncic was picked later or Trey Young was picked later. I mean, the reason why people will talk about the other people who were picked, like, it's because like, you know, bagley's on a trash team right (laughs) so the team does well it's all good it doesn't matter right exactly Um, so and we're doing well we're going to do well it's gonna be great (laughs) (laughs) convinced let's let's do this
0: anything else you want to talk about
1: yeah you know the the raptors were playing the warriors and uh, precious achua there was a so they have like a show. It's kind of like those. Um, what, what's the show that it, it it covers the NFL team? It's kind of like our in knocks, the locker room. Knocks. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of something like that. But uh, but for the Raptors, right? So they have that on TV here. So Precious Achua, he was on Miami last year, got traded in the uh, Kyle Lowry sign and trade. And uh, so he's new to the Raptors and the Raptors are playing in Canada this, this year, whereas they didn't last year. And so um, uh, on the show uh they uh they go with him to the supermarket to buy some milk and uh so for all you listeners out there if you didn't know uh in Canada milk comes in plastic bags and so <laughs> so they so, so <laughs> which uh hey i didn't know that either when i first came here um and so they Why? go through this whole <laughs> uh less materials for i i you know what i don't know why they do that
0: is it something they've done for like decades or just in yeah
1: yeah it's it's been decades apparently is it shaped like an udder no uh it comes in a it comes in a large bag and there's three smaller bags inside that so um so what you do and what you see him do in the video is is like he's trying to figure out how to open this right And uh, and so and then you put the bag in a plastic holder, which to me always felt really stupid, too, because it's like, well, why didn't you put it in a carton in the first place? (laughs) Because you're going to put this bag into a holder where you so you can pour it out, because if you just have a bag, then it's just loose and it's going to leak everywhere. So so really funny video uh, really brought me back to when I first moved here and it was like, uh, you know what is what is this milk in a bag doing so uh and there and there is even a um a tool that is probably you can only find here is um it's not a scissors it's like a it's like a specifically designed like razor blade that you can keep on your fridge where you can just like hold the corner of the bag and you go and it cuts off a little corner uh a little uh, circumcision of the milk bag, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you can, oh uh, yeah. So you could. So you go. You pour out your milk now. Uh, very, very bizarre. Uh, commonplace now, but uh, but definitely for all folks who come here for the first time and buy milk, it's like, wait, wait, what? Milk comes in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I don't drink milk. Uh,
0: <laughs> thank you to everybody who hung around long enough to listen to that
1: story. <laughs> the more you know, uh, this is our uh we're uh, we're building bridges here and uh, keeping people informed. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Always. Let's all have a ho- safe holiday season. Let's get to this Christmas game. Uh I hope it gets Played with everybody's healthy, and it's going to be a good game if we could keep everybody healthy and keep it on schedule. All
0: right. This has been another episode of the Oakland Warriors Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E P I N O, or at Oakland Warriors. Hit up Aram at Aram Collier, A-R-A-M-C-O-L-L-I-E-R. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan fans to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Folk Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and say nice stuff about us too. For a review. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs.